This is the Mutual Audio Drama Network. The following audio drama is rated G for general audience. The following episode was released October 29th, 2008, a time at which people couldn't decide which was scarier, the coming of Halloween or the very volatile economy. Oh, hello there. This is Hugo the janitor. I was going through Mr. Bell's office, cleaning it, when I found a small portable tape recorder that he had taken to a local haunted house. It's really scary. So I'm going to play this. Then we'll start the new episode. Let me see. How do you turn this thing on? Thing on. Testing one, two. Okay. Um, I'm walking into the uh, doorway of this haunted house uh, along with a bunch of other people. And oh, oh, thank you. They just handed everybody $250,000 in play money. So, uh, so far, I pretty much like this thing. Okay. We're going into a uh, what looks like a street scene. A lot of people are running around, and uh, oh my gosh, this is Wall Street. Yeah, uh, people seem to be in a bit of a panic here. I, oh, wait a minute, the ground is shaking. Yes, everything is becoming very shaky here, and uh, uh, people don't really know what to do. They're trying to hold on to their money, but it keeps falling out of their hands. And oh, oh the bottom fell out. Oh! oh, oh, that was amazing. The bottom fell out of Wall Street, and we all plummeted. Uh, look at our money. Oh my gosh, the money. I don't know how they're doing this. It's a great special effect, but our dollar bills are shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And and now they're gone. Everybody's trying to hold on to just a little bit, but nobody seems to be able to. There's the exit. There's the exit. We're all rushing. We're all rushing toward the exit now. And we're through. We're in a bare room now with only one person in a suit sitting in the middle of it. Hi, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help you. Hello, everybody. This is John Bell and Bells in the Bat Free, episode number 78. We're in the studio today. We have a couple of interesting guests, and let's go on to get things started right away. I have somebody here from the organization known as... P-A-S-S. That's Price Awareness Scrutiny Section. I see we're sort of a... As Citizens Awareness Group, uh, we keep an eye on prices of various uh, things that people need. And when there's a big change in the price, whether going up or down, uh, we make a full report on that, find out why the price has changed. Oh, okay. So it doesn't matter if the price is wrong or... The price is right. Yeah, we hear that a lot. Oh, okay. And you've been checking gas prices. Come on down! I'm sorry? That's what they say all the price is right. Come on Ah, down! Right, right. They say that. Uh... Let's get back to what we're talking about. You've been checking gasoline prices lately, right? Yes, you see, every uh, P-A-S-S person checks something different. Like a couple of weeks ago, I was uh, checking Rolling Stone albums, uh, CDs, uh, because they seem to get a sudden increase in price. So uh, so I was with the P-A-S-S Stones. Past Stones? Yes, and uh, now I'm with the uh, P-A-S-S Gas. I see. And your name? My name is William, but we uh, were very informal at uh, BASS, so I just introduced myself as Willie. 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 Pass gas. Mm-hmm. Um, for those people who may be listening to this podcast at a different time, perhaps in the future... What, would you got a time machine here or something? No, 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 we don't. Yes, we do. Well, yes, we do, but we don't use it. I do. Uh, I, see, this podcast will be archived so people can listen to it in the future, although now it's in the present, but if they're listening to it in the future, me saying now was actually then. 
would there be a better time for me to come in and do this? Let me just make it clear that we're recording this in late October of 2008 when gas prices have been dropping. Yes, they have. Would you like some nuts? Nuts. These were left over from when I was with PASS Nuts, and those prices fluctuated. And ever since then, I just can't pass nuts. No, no, but you feel free to eat your peanuts there. Thank you. Mm. So mm. would you like to tell mm. us about why the prices have changed? Mostly it's because of the rain that the farmers got. Farmers. And uh, the uh, no. peanuts. No, uh, no, 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 no. I mean the uh, the gas prices. Why are gas prices going down? I thought you were still talking about the peanuts. No, I'm not talking about the peanuts. They're really good. Would you like some? No, no, I don't want anything. Come on down. Oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> what were we talking about? Gas prices. That's right. That's right. They've um, gone down quite a bit. Yes, we know that. What we want to know is why. Ah, that's a very good question. Uh, I've found out that gas prices are going down because uh, nobody's buying gas anymore. Ah, now we're getting somewhere. It's because people are trying to conserve gas to go green and to save money. Mm, No. You just said they're not buying gas. Yes, yes, uh, they're not buying gas. That is accurate, and that's the part that I said. The part that you said was all wrong. Fine, then. Why don't you tell us why people are not buying gas? Sure you don't want some peanuts? Just tell us. All right. You see, what it is, uh, gas prices are falling so fast that everybody uh, drives around with their gas tanks almost empty, and they say to themselves, gee, I'm almost out of gas. Maybe I should buy some. But when they think about it, well, if I buy gas today, uh, it'll cost less tomorrow. Why should I spend all that money today when I could get it tomorrow? So people are driving around with almost empty tanks, not buying gas, waiting to see where it bottoms out. But when gas was going up, people were buying gas all the time. Oh, yeah, because they wanted to get it today while it was still cheap, didn't want to spend more for it tomorrow. So people would uh, drive a couple of miles, top off the tank, drive a couple of miles, top off the tank to prevent paying more tomorrow. Oh, so now they don't want to get their tanks filled up until gas gets lower, but it keeps getting lower, so they keep, keep not, not buying, buying gas. gas. Yes. What scares me is, is that this sort of makes sense. How much gas have you got in your gas tank right now? Oh, less than a quarter tank. You going to buy gas today? No, I was going to wait and see what it was tomorrow. And in tomorrow? I'd probably wait and see what it was the next day. Aha. Uh-huh. So if we actually get enough plentiful, cheap gasoline in this country, we'll probably be to the horse and buggy days in just a matter of weeks. And the cost of gas will continue to plummet. That is correct. But beware, the cost of oats will skyrocket. Thank you very much for this eye-opening information. Uh, and good luck on whatever it is that you... Pass next. You're welcome. Sorry about the peanut shells. Yeah, just don't worry about that. Uh, there's the intercom. Uh, hello, yes, Miss Schmackelheimer. This is Miss Schmackelheimer, Miss Sadie Schmackelheimer, and I wanted to let you know that there's a phone call for you on line 14. Uh, thank you, Miss Schmackelheimer. Uh, Miss Schmackelheimer, do we have 14 phone lines? Of course we don't, silly. There's only the one line, but I like to imagine that I'm in some huge corporate office with all kinds of important and fantastic people that would want to call and talk to me. Instead, uh, here I am in this little post office with just the one line and the occasional phone call, and, uh, you know, I have to get my entertainment somewhere. Uh-huh. So who's on the phone, Miss Schmackelheimer? This is Miss Schmackelheimer, Miss Sadie Schmackelheimer. No, no, I mean, who's calling in to you to send to me? Um, what was your question? 
Never mind, Miss Schmackelheimer. Just send me the call, please. Okay, yes, whatever you want, Mr. Bell. Bye-bye, Bell. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye, Bell. Goodbye. Goodbye. Hello? I want to offer you a news exclusive because I've enjoyed working with you and you gave me a chance when nobody else would. Thank you. Um, who is this? Oh, you know who I am. Uh, no, it's not ringing any bells. I'm sorry. Uh, Come on, Mr. Beal. You know who I am. Scoop? Is this Scoop Cooper? Yes. What's happened to you? You sound different. Well, I hope so. My mother won the lottery, and she gave me some money, and I had elocution lessons. I took broadcasting lessons, and I think I've become much more professional. There's quite a difference now, and I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. I'm nonplussed. <laughs> I'm so glad you're pleased. And I have a newest exclusive just for you. Okay, uh, what is it? Well, I got information that the two candidates for president of the United States are right here in this town with me. I'm in Chicago, and there isn't any other news person around. Wait a minute, wait a minute. And I've gotten permission to ask them a couple of questions. Let me get this straight. You're talking about the two candidates, McCain and Obama. Yes. You have access to them in a few seconds. Yeah, yeah. Exclusively. Coming up, coming up. They're going to be coming out that door right there. I can see it from my van. They're in Chicago. Yes. Okay, uh, well, let's let's go with this. Uh, when will this happen? Here they come now. I'm, I'm, I'm getting out of the van. Oh, I'm so excited. Hold it, ma'am. Special pass. Let her through. Senator Obama, how do you feel about having your economic policies called socialist? Oh, well, I... I never... Uh, Scoop, you've got some wind noise there, Scoop. Officially, the... Uh, Scoop, turn your microphone away from the wind, Scoop. Scoop. Do you have your headphones on, Scoop? Oh. Oh. Senator McCain, after your repeated efforts Good. to put control oversight measures on Fannie Mac and Freddie Mac, Freddie Mac and, uh, why did you vote for the bailout bill? Keep your microphone where it is. Scoop, turn your microphone away from the wind. <laughs> Scoop, put on your headphones. Scoop. Come on, Senator. We Move need along, lady. Come on. Oh, Mr. Beal, I'm back in the van. Oh, it was so exciting. Did it work? Yeah, uh, I, I was able to hear uh, a lot of what was going on there. Um, we'll, we'll do this again, maybe in a uh, less windy city sometime. What if you'd... went wrong? No, 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 nothing. Nothing went wrong. Everything went just dandy. It, it was a breeze. Um, Did I do okay? Oh, Did you... You, you did fine. Yes, you, you did fine. Uh, it's, uh, okay, uh, Scoop, what do you have planned for the future? I have a line on an interview with Sarah Palin. Ooh, now that should be very interesting. At a Blue Angels exhibition. Well, I'll certainly be looking forward to that, Scoop. Oh, thank you, Mr. Bill, I'm so glad I got one right. Yes, and you did it with such gusto, too. Goodbye, Scoop. We'll be back after this word from our sponsor. Hello, this is Fred of Fred's Friendly Bank. We are living in tough economical times, but this is no time to panic. If you are worried about your financial institution's stability, just call them on the phone. Talk to them. There's no need to be hammering on the doors, coming through the windows... 
or burrowing up from the floor where you people stop it for clothes. Go home! Where was I? Oh, yes. Most financial institutions are very stable at this point. Others may have to close for just a short time. Do you understand the meaning of the word close? So, next time you are worried about your financial institution, do not go there with pitchforks, axes, and chainsaws. Call them on the phone for crying out loud. And when we're not too busy, we may even answer the phone. This is Fred from Fred's Friendly Bank. Go away. We're closed. Go home. We remember FDIC. And now, ladies and gentlemen, because it is the Halloween season, I would like to do a dramatic reading of Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. Once upon a midnight dreary, while I pondered weak and weary over many a quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore, while I nodded nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping as if... Who is it? It's me, Mr. Bell. Hello, I can just show you my latest invention. Arnie, I'm doing The Raven. What are you raving about now? No, no, I'm doing The Raven. Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven, oh. a dramatic reading of it. You came in in the middle of it. Well, here. actually, you can't say do this, Mr. Bell. As you know, you're getting more of an international audience. You got, like, two people outside the United States listening to yeah, you now. Yeah, so yeah, you yeah. need to broaden your internationalism. My what? Internationalism. Is that a real word? I don't know, but it's a pretty good word. Oh, you mean I should learn to, like, speak other languages? Aha! Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You don't have to learn to speak other languages with my new invention, the auto-translator later. The what? The auto-translator later. The auto-translator later. Anyway, what it does is you throw the switch, uh-huh. and you can automatically, instantly, completely understand and be able to speak any language you choose. Ah, let me get this straight. You attach this gizmo to my head, you choose a language on this dial here, you push the button, and I can speak that language? Yes! Automatically? Yes! All right, well... Let's give this thing a try. Let me put it on here. There you go. Now, what language should I try? German? No. Russian? No. British? Can we pick a language at random? Oh, sure. I'll just give the dial a spin here. Whatever it winds up on, that's what you're going to speak. Here we go. Ooh, interesting choice. It landed on the very rare and exotic language of Finlayson from the far-off eastern country of Babenstan. Okay, so what do we do now? I push the start back. Go ahead. All right, here we go. Power up. Activating interface, interface. And it should be loading now. There we go. Oh, oh. Okay, Mr. Bell, say something. Porky basket. I got another boski. Ernie, Ernie. That sounds great, Mr. Bell. Uh, okay, now, Mr. Bell, you have to speak in English. Mr. Bell, you're going to have to speak in English. Mr. Bell, you're going to have to speak in English. Mr. Bell, can you speak in English? I didn't consider the fact that when I have you speaking another language, it would preclude you from speaking in English at the same time, Mr. Bell. Calm down, calm down. I don't know what you're saying, but it can't be good. Listen, um, what I'll do simply is set the dial for English. Set the dial for English. Oh, what? I figured that since everybody here already spoke English, I didn't need to add it to the translator later. Right, wait, whatever. Listen, um, I'm sure that we can find somebody who can speak Finlayson, okay? Okay, uh, let me let me get hold of Miss Smackleheimer. 
Oh, they smack a Heimer. They smack a Heimer. This is Arnie. Huh? Arnie Kaisfart. Oh, right, right. That's strange little dicky, man. Uh-huh. What do you want? Do you speak Finlayson? And where is that spoken? In Babenstan. East or west? West. No. Clucky, clucky, bust along in Uh, no, we didn't have much luck there, Mr. Bell. I think until I can make the modifications to my translator, the best thing for you to do is to forge your hat. Forges Galago, but I get to scut at the Mukmaratis and Lulu. Yes, yes, I understand. Well, no, I don't understand. But I think the best thing to do is for you to go on and read The Raven, your your dramatic saying, so at least the people at Babenstan will understand it. And I'll translate it for the rest of the world. Ubu, Ubu Kakarasi Kapalopunda. You're welcome. I'd be happy to. Yes, of course. Musnik, Musnik. What about a moose? Musnik. Sick moose? No, no. La da 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 da. Oh, music! Yes. Okay. Oh, you hit the music. Once upon a midnight jury. What I pondered, weak and weary. Over a quaint and curious volume. A forgotten lore. Twilight nodded. Nearly napping. Gently. Gently. Here's some visitor. I muttered, tapping at my chamber door. Oh, the chest. And nothing more. Ah, it seemed to remember. It was in the blink December. And it's dying ember. Running ghost. Up on the floor. Eagerly, I wish tomorrow. Vainly, I had sought to borrow from my book, Justice of Sorrow. Sorrow! Nitsi, what a caraco. Nitsi, uh, Nitsi, Arapo, Kumbakale, Kitarechabotri. You don't think this is working? Squitchy, 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 Karaparigi. Okay, well, I guess, uh, I guess until I get this figured out, we got no choice but to, uh, I don't know, in the show here. Quacky, kakapuruka, katika, pingi, bingi, bingi, wakahara, kiksematupalaka. Sure, I'd be glad to finish the poem. Huh? Edgar Allan Poe, the raven, groovy. Once upon a midnight jury, while I pondered, weak and weary, over me the quaint and curious volume of forgotten lore. While I nodded, nearly napping, suddenly there came a tapping, as if some gentle rapping, rapping at my chamber door. Some visitor I muttered, chuffing at my chamber door. It's only this, only this, and nothing more. I distinctly, I remember it was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember rotted stoked upon the floor. Eagerly, I wished tomorrow, vainly, I had sought to borrow from my books a cease of sorrow, sorrow for the lost Lenore, for the rare and radiant maiden who the angels named Lenore, nameless here forevermore. Yeah! Open here I flung the shutter, when with lady a flirt and flutter, in their step the stately raven of the saintly days of yore. Not the least of beasts made he, not a menace stopped or stayed he, but with me of lord or lady posted by my chamber door. Perched upon the bus, the palace just above my chamber door. Perched the shaft, 
and often more than the 70 bird becoming my sad fancy into smiling by the grave and stirred the decorum of the continency war. Do the quick be short and shaving down a shaved shirt. Art, no craving, ghastly grimming, it's a raven water from the night before. Tell me what thy lordly name is on the night's plutonian shore. Quote the raven, nevermore. It's the strangest story you've ever heard. Just one word from this wacky bird. Quote the raven, nevermore. One more time, it's a bird that makes you go eek when he utters that word from his yellow beak. Quote the raven, nevermore. You have been listening to episode 78 of Bells in the Bat Free. All contents are copyright 2008 by John Bell. No copying or rebroadcasting is allowed without express permission from John Bell, which he actually gives pretty freely. He just likes to know beforehand who is using his stuff. So don't invite trouble. Write to John Bell at jbellvoice at gmail.com. To subscribe to Bells in the Bat Free, go to thebatfree.com. You can also subscribe through iTunes. Simply search for Bells in the Bat Free at iTunes. And while you're there, why not leave a comment? Preferably a nice one, but it's a free country. Do what you want. If you enjoyed listening to Bells in the Bat Free, tell your friends. If you didn't enjoy listening, then why the heck if you listen to all of this boring stuff at the end? Thanks for listening. Join us again next time. There are a number of things that we can all do to help stop the spread of the coronavirus and protect ourselves and our families. One is simply to clean your hands often. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds, especially after you've been in a public place or after blowing your nose, coughing, or sneezing. If you don't have access to soap and water, then make sure you use a hand sanitizer with at least 60% alcohol. And finally, avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth with unwashed hands. These are some simple things that we can all do to help protect ourselves and our families from the spread of coronavirus. Be well, everybody.